TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. right blackhawk fans you may not have connor bedard for six to eight weeks but you still have your song though you guys don't play very much because you're a very bad hockey team which tells me that you're not scoring as many goals as you would like so sad for you but hello everyone this is your good friend patrick rodowd welcoming you into another edition of hockey talk i am of course joined by my good friend the lawyer himself my brother in disney david ungar Hockey Talk is brought to you by the ChairShot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com, where we remind you to always use your head. Make sure you head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot and invest in one of our mini ChairShot shirts. Keep us on the air. They're only $19.99. Spend a few dollars more. Get them soft styles. Their giblets will thank you. Dave, how are you, my friend? Pretty well. Looking at all the uh, Taylor Swift fashion choices from last night's game. Oh, I, I thought you were going to bring up the most ridiculous story in the history of politics uh, in regards to Taylor Swift somehow being a, an operative for the left. Have you heard about this one? I, I've not. I, you know. Dude, Fo- Fox News put out a report like one of their one of their dudes claiming that like Taylor Swift is I can't even remember what they called it, but. It was it was a thing for like a week, like that she was some political like operative. Like she's a yeah, she was a political op operative for the government uh, to try and get liberal teenagers to vote or something. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. But um, Fox News is always trying to create paranoia in some way, <laughs> shape, or form amongst a very gullible fan base. We're not here to talk about that, though. Speaking of Disney, um, though, my, my wife abandoned me for Disneyland and, and decided she texted me yesterday. She's like, hey, you know, uh, the Hilton Garden Inn, I think it's my new second favorite hotel down here. I wish I could stay another night. So I'm like, well, why don't you? She's like, well, they might be sold oh. out. And then she's like, oh, they're sold out. So I'm like, all right. And she's like, oh, they're not sold out. So I'm going to stay an extra. I'm like, okay. Have fun. Do do you do your thing? Yeah, the lovely value and talented, being a, Mrs. Value Ungar, being a pass holder. A magic key holder. Yes. Now, I know I know she has a magic key in the news around Disney. Kids, this is your Disney update as Dave and I fill the first five minutes of the show before our first commercial break. Did did the Mrs. Ungar have to wait in line for anything? Like some of the other folks who had to wait like hours upon hours for, no, for Magic they, Key. They have passes. like a window for renewals and stuff like that. And it's not that, I mean, it's basically automatic. You know, you just, if you click a box or something like that online, you renew. I'd have to ask her about it. But like, I know my niece didn't take advantage of that. So she had to wait in line or online for nine hours to get her, her, um, her Magic Key back. Now she was online. online. She wasn't one of the people. No. So. She wasn't one of the people like at Disneyland 
who was waiting in line to pick up their magic key for the year. And in 24 hours, all new magic key passes, by the way, kids uh, sold out. So if you were looking to be a magic key pass holder for the first time, too late, too bad. So sad. No magic key for you. No, I four hours or fuck that. That's insane to stand in a line for four hours for a magic key. I, I, I've told you this, well, actually, did I tell you it was official? Because now it's official. Uh, the Disney the Disney train keeps on rolling in the O'Dowd household as well. So Friday night, I went out with some friends and maybe consumed a drink or five and had a good old time. Refrain well, the from Mrs. Re- O'Dowd. rephrasing your text earlier that night. I mean, it wasn't a text so much as it was a declaration. It was, well, yeah, I, exactly. It was, it was a fun one too, but we'll keep that between us. Right, right. But anyway, so... I had made these plans like a couple of weeks ago is visiting, you know, visiting with a friend. They, they've moved out of the area. They live up in New Hampshire. So they happen to be down uh, that day anyway. So we got together, we did dinner, we went out and did drinks. It was a great time. And in the meantime, there's this other family that we travel with or that, that time we've traveled with that we're very close with. They're very close friends of ours. They have a, a child that's a little bit younger than a little bit, a little O'Dowd's age, but they're, you know, they're kids. They grow, they've grown up together for the most part. Very, very close family. They're also a big Disney family as well. In fact, one of my friends uh, in this couple, they run, uh, they're a Disney travel agent. So they're one of those people that you can work with and and they will get you discounts. Uh, They will do, they will help you with all the booking uh, with Disney. They also do cruises and stuff like that. And so we have been talking about for a long time, ever since the O'Dowd started becoming a Disney family, doing Disney vacation, doing a Disney vacation of some sort or, or a Disney visit of some sort together. And when we bought annual passes this past year, um, they kicked in in November. The Mrs. O'Dowd, because this was going to be a one-time purchase, and we knew this was going to be a one-time purchase, which meant we knew we needed to get to Disney multiple times to make it worth the cost just in, in park admission alone. And so we had been talking and we're, we're, we're looking at September as a time to go to Disney World one more time uh, in 2024 in order to take advantage of the Halloween season because, the you know, Mickey's not so very uh, not so scary Halloween party is very, very popular. It's something folks like to do. So we're looking to do it because we thought it'd be a fun, different thing. We always have gone in December, have never seen the parks decorated for Halloween, kind of wanted to see that and what that's like. And we brought it up with our with our friend. Hey, you want to, you know, maybe you want to go and do this long. We were going to do a long weekend, do this long weekend with us. And they were like, sure, that sounds like fun. Let's see if we can make it happen. So we had also talked about maybe someday in the future, a couple of years from now, maybe we'll go try and go on a Disney cruise. That That was a conversation happened around New Year's. Future us. Dave, when I woke up Saturday morning after enjoying my Friday evening, I discovered that not only had we booked our, our joint long weekend to Orlando for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party, amongst other visits to the parks, but I'm going on a cruise, dude. Summer 2025, Memorial Day weekend, seven day Eastern Caribbean cruise on the Disney Treasure, which is the newest. Disney ship. It's so new, it hasn't even gone on its first voyage yet. Its first voyage is in December 2024. The madness does not stop, and yet still can't make it out to Utica, California to go to Disneyland. I'm sorry. 
Maybe that's uh, and, and now maybe I don't know when because because now twenty twenty seven. Yeah, twenty twenty. Hashtag twenty twenty seven. Yeah, I guess having a, a a friend who's a travel agent that is certainly reaping benefits. That that that's got to help yeah, things well, a lot. Yeah, and even for this cruise, like we're getting because we're booking through them, we get four hundred dollars in ship credit. So uh, now what that can get used towards, I'm not sure, but like. You know, there are three there are three themed bars slash lounges on this ship based on Disney attractions. And that's really cool. One of them is based on the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. One is based on the Jungle Cruise and the Adventurers Club. And the third one and the one that we're the most excited about is based on the Haunted Mansion. It is a Haunted Mansion themed lounge slash bar with uh, drinks and uh, little snacks. It is... Um, the little doubt's favorite ride in all of Disney. And so he can go in. He just can't obviously have a drink. Uh, an alcoholic drink is under 21, but they do have non-alcoholic drinks. So he's very excited. Yeah, about I mean, Disney Cruise is something that, yeah, I've always kind of wanted to look into that and think about that myself. But uh, unlike Carnival Cruises, they're not cheap. So No, they're not cheap, but supposedly very immersive and a lot of fun. So anyway, there you go, folks. There's Patrick and Dave's Disney Talk. 10 minutes into the show. Uh, we have a tough, we are, uh, Dave put it very succinctly as we were getting ready to ramp up the program today. We're going streaking this week uh, as we have some teams that are red hot. We've got some teams that are ice cold, kind of the usual su- suspects on that end. But, you know, we're going to do our usual look at the standings and then we got some fun news around the NHL. Uh, the all star rosters, uh, the names are set. The final 12 have been been selected. So that result came in. Huge voting numbers. Very, very exciting. Dave and I will reflect on that uh, as well. But before we can do any of that, we got to head into our first commercial break. So uh, you all sit tight. We'll be right back. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the standings around the NHL and some teams that are on some tears. You are listening to Hockey Talk here on the ChairShot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Welcome back, everyone, into Hockey Talk here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot for all of your Chairshot shirt needs. Patrick O'Dowd, David Ongar, standings. There are some teams on some tears, and I don't know where do you want there. There you've got Florida finally lost, right? I think yeah. I think we we found that Florida finally lost. They came. They came off. They came off a seven-game win streak. Um, Nine and one in their last. Both 10. Edmonton, right? Both Edmonton and Seattle. Edmonton is now on a ten-game winning streak. Seattle is on like a nine-game winning streak. It's it's crazy. And they can't make ground on the guys at the top because they're on a five-game winning streak. Right. Well, and here's the thing: is you, I'm sitting here looking at the standings. And maybe that's where we start. Let's start with Edmonton. Edmonton and the Kraken, both in the same division. Edmonton currently riding in fourth. Kraken riding in fifth. Um, 
And Edmonton's still five points behind the Kings. Ten points behind the Golden Knights. Yeah. Five points, points behind, the, behind the Canucks. And here's the flip side. Teams that are cold. The Kings have lost eight in a row. And they're still ahead of Edmonton. Like, what in the world? That's, that's, that's insane to me, man. That's insane. So let's start with Edmonton. Because Edmonton, you know, they just, they, they got another win. What are what have we seen out of Edmonton that that's really standing up? That that other than their stars are being their stars. No, I think the coaching change. You know, we talked coaching changes last yep. week. That coaching change they made is really paying dividends because this is like their second eight game winning streak since the coaching change took place. So I think whatever he's doing, and I forget the guy's name, drink. Uh, I it's it's clearly working. New guy, we'll just call him the, new guy. The new guy, yeah, the new guy. Whatever he's doing, they are drinking the Kool-Aid and uh, they are clicking on all cylinders. They're, yeah, I, I think at this point it's safe to say that they're they're definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with coming down the second half of the season. The Kings, not so much. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, well, I, I look at, I we're, look at we're at the halfway point of the yeah. season, like basically like right now. We right. are right now at the halfway point of the season. And, and so you can't. I don't yeah, I don't want to declare Vegas, you know, dead or anything like that. Like I don't know or Los Angeles, sorry, not Vegas. Though Vegas is three and seven in their last ten. They're not exactly tearing it up right now either. But I don't I don't know. And I and I'm sorry, I read the wrong um separation. Sorry. They are Edmonton is fourteen points behind Vancouver. They are six points now behind Vegas. They're only a point behind the Kings, and the Kraken are running even with so like they're they're hot right now they're they're getting at it they're they're getting it from all kinds of different directions you know dry and connor mcdavid were stars being stars yesterday you know dry tying a game mcdavid getting the assist on the overtime goal just it's good stuff uh and in these and in this 10 game winning streak connor mcdavid has recorded a point in every contest the 19th player in NHL history, sixth active skater straight off the NHL website to collect a point in every contest of a win streak of 10 or more games. Yeah, he's um he's pretty good. <laughs> Just throw that out. Well, here's there. the thing. Do we take do we take him do we take his talent for granted? Absolutely. Like 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 cuz cuz here's this guy scoring, you know, he's he's registering a point. Like Wayne Gretzky's not on this. Now this is oh sorry this is only the active this is an active list so I'm looking at the active players that have done it Elias Lindholm Braden Point Vladimir Tarasenko Jordan Stahl and Sidney Crosby is yeah. I mean that's good company that's not like a, the best company but I mean, no not a bad player a few in there of them are Hall of Famer sure yeah Tarasenko's a Hall of Famer yeah Sid Crosby's course. a Hall of Famer absolutely Braden Point maybe uh, what do you think do you think Braden Point probably at some point well. Uh, <laughs> Pun intended. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Connor McDavid, he's so young and, and you forget the fact that he's so young because he's just been doing it for, it seems like forever. Right. But he really hasn't, but it just seems like, oh yeah, it's been a decade of dominance for him. And it's like, I don't even think he's been in the league for a decade yet. And the, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, he's, he's still new. And yet we, we just assume he's the best. I mean, he's the best player in the league, in my opinion. I don't even think it's that hard to yeah, like, who's better. Uh, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Not not this year for sure. Right. I mean, Matthews like, is he's still, Austin Matthews. The only one I can think who comes in the same vicinity right now. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I, McDavid does it all. It's amazing. Um, what's nuts about the Kraken 
and, and holding on to their nine game winning streak, you know, to get that to nine. Three times they had to equalize a, 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 de- a deficit, a one goal deficit before finally getting it done. And, you know, you look at that, Jared McCann, he was one of the one of the uh, skaters to, to get one of the tying um, tying goals They're uh, set. It's, it's funny to hear, like to read the NHL talking about like franchise records when you consider the Kraken now third year. <laughs> I, but here's the thing, a nine game winning streak being a franchise record. Like, yeah, they're they're It's only their third year. A nine game winning streak in the NHL is impressive. Yes. Edmonton with their 10th win in a row. That is a franchise record for the Edmonton Oilers, which is a much deeper history in the NHL. So it's not like this streak is anything to sneeze at. It's also kind of funny to read the NHL be like, it's a franchise record for for the Kraken. The 13-point streak is a franchise record for the Kraken. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, Yeah, probably. But they're they're a team we wrote, a lot of us. I mean, before we took our break... uh, we kind of were like, what's wrong with the Kraken? You know, I, we were kind of writing them off earlier in the year. And then they just, I like, I watched them play the Caps most of that game the other other day. And, and the Caps were beating the shit out of them for the first, like, 12 minutes, but couldn't score. Outshot them, like, 10, 10 to 1. Seattle just gets that breakthrough, and then they're off and running. And that's kind of their, they're a really good counter-punching team. And then they punch you in the mouth, and then they start taking over. And I think, um... They're a little bit more physical than I gave them credit for. Their goaltending is is solid. Yeah, Seattle is. Um, I don't know. I mean, you, you, how do you top last year where you eliminate the defending champs? Right. You advance. Go farther. That would be a good. Way. Yeah, you advance. Like you've got advance. Like that's it. So that I mean, that's that's really where it is. Uh, but it it all like you said really kind of means nothing because Vancouver, who we all picked to win the the Pacific, uh, is still. 14 points up yeah. on on they, them and eight points up on Vegas. Like they're, they're, Vancouver doesn't lose either. Well, but they're but they're but their win percentage is 70 percent. Like like what the what do you even do? It's that's that's they, Boston level good. That's, they are clearly, that's Boston level crazy. They are far and away the biggest surprise this year. I mean, I thought okay, they're going to be okay, but this right. this this is yeah not not to this, another team that. um just lost and had their streak snap. Winnipeg had won like eight or nine in a row and they just right. lost. And they're, they're what eight, one and one in their last 10 have vaulted to the top. Yep, of the they, central. They, they've leaped over. They've leaped over Colorado. Yeah. They're only a point up on Colorado, but again, their win percentage is a seven fourteen. Like, yeah, like, oof, yeah they're crazy. I mean, Winnipeg does this though. They're name, streaky. name, name three, name three members of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Haller Buck, the goalie. That's the one that I know. Um, so there's one. Give me a couple Sh- skaters. Shifley is is he still there? Shifley, I don't I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name. Oh, you're, right. you're gonna make you're gonna make. Let me let me click on their site. The <laughs> site. I don't know three players on the Winnipeg Jets. Like who follows the fucking Winnipeg Jets? People in Winnipeg, but yes, roster. Let's see what we got here. Yeah, like the fucking Bruins well, are human this year. It seems <laughs> almost. There is Logan Stanley. Yeah. I, I recognize Logan Stanley. Um, Mark Shifley. Yep. He's there. I got, I got two. You got two. You got two. Got two of them. Uh, so yeah, it, it reminds me of that joke they make in the movie major league where they do the, uh, the American express commercial. I, do you know us? We're a national hockey league team. 
Yeah, we play it. Well, because we haven't won a pennant in over 30 years. Arizona should do that. Do you know us? We play in a 5,000-seat arena, and no one, no one knows know who us? the hell we we're are. A shit sto- we're a shitstorm of sadness. They're they're respectable this year, at least. But uh, Right. I mean, they're they're tied with the Blues. Because the Blues, I said I said this before, like the Blues, the uh, the new coach shine has, has worn off. Like like it's you you talked about inspiring play. The Blues, it's past. It's past. You know, I think it was a Cairo or somebody had a hat-trick. had a hat trick yeah. couple couple days ago. Um, that was cool. But I I'm at that point now in my fandom of hockey where I'm like, that's nice. I, I, I got, you know, that's I'd rather cool. Again. Win. I'd rather have I'd ra- Yeah. I'd just rather win consistently. Like it's a nice story, but like when you're a blues fan, you got to celebrate it. Like it's the biggest thing since sliced bread because it's sad. So, you know, and the blues are, the blues are just sad right now. So I'm, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to celebrate mediocrity. How's that? So I'm a caps fan. All right. Right. And your caps are probably, are they losing? Are they losing? Right I, now? It was one, nothing, but I, I'm like, you know, you're talking about the standings, man. The Metropolitan Division, everybody but Ottawa is within eight points of first place, which is, I mean, because the Rangers are one of these teams that are not hot, have lost four in a row, are playing the Caps right now, and I think they were winning, uh, but it's still early, so um, (laughs) that can go south in a hurry. But yeah, that division is super tight. Ottawa's not in the, Ottawa's in the Atlantic, bro. I mean, you mean Columbus? Columbus. Yeah, that's two two nothing Rangers now. They're trying to break that streak. Yeah, get mired in your misery real quick. Um, okay, we're gonna take a we're gonna take our second commercial break. When we come back. We're gonna talk. I want to talk. They the NHL actually released yesterday a graphic. If the playoffs started today, because the thirteenth sorry yesterday from when we're recording yesterday the thirteenth was the exact halfway point of the season, and they released this graphic in front of sixteen games being played yesterday. By the way, huge slate. Yeah, everybody. Play. Everybody played only two games today, too. Like, that's the funny part. It was like this all or nothing sort of proposition. But we come back. Let's look at if the playoffs had started on the 13th, what those matchups would be and and who who you would have liked. And then we'll talk a little bit about the All-Star team because, I, the, as I mentioned at the top of the show, the All-Star rosters are set. Fans have voted in the last uh, 12 players that would be selected. And so that's always fun to talk about. So we're going to do that when we come back. You are listening to Hockey Talk here on the ChairShot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code ChairShot. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code ChairShot to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. Welcome back, everyone, to Hockey Talk here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Patrick O'Dowd, David Ongar, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Chairshot. Invest in a Chairshot shirt. Get it soft style. Spend a few dollars more of that $19.99. Your giblets will thank you. Dave, if the Stanley Cups playoffs had started yesterday, your matchups, and I don't know if you need to bring this up on like your phone or something because I put it in our DM thread, our matchups would be the Winnipeg Jets taking on the Edmonton Oilers. Colorado Avalanche taking on the Dallas Stars. That's the top left of the bracket. Lower left of the bracket would be the Vancouver Canucks against the Nashville Predators. The LA Kings against the Vegas Golden Knights. On the east side, the Boston Bruins taking on PC Tunney's Tampa Bay Lightning. A 
Florida Panthers taking on my beloved Toronto Maple Leafs. And I always say that because I always pick them. I always pick them and they lose. Fucking fuckers. Um, the New York Rangers, the much maligned New York Rangers, would be taking on the New York Islanders. And the Carolina Hurricanes, kind of quietly playing like beasts, would go and take on the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, of course, we know this is not where this is going, where, where, where we're going to land. Like, we know this. It's just too much season left. We have half a season to go. But it's fun to take a look at what these matchups might look like if, if they were to happen. So, so Dave, tell me what sticks. I'll tell you what sticks out to me. I'll, I'll go first. The Rangers and the Islanders, you can't, ask, you can't ask for more excitement than that. You get the state of New York taking each other on. The only problem is, is that they're playing, they'd be playing in the first round. And the NHL probably wouldn't want that. They probably want it in like a quarter or semis. Oh, rather than rather than the opening round. Yeah, it's uh their teams very familiar with each other. have met in the playoffs numerous times. Um, not recently, but yeah, I think Rangers Islanders first round is intriguing. I, I I would I would yeah, it's a from a marketing standpoint, it's it's an NHL dream matchup. But I that's money. That is way big time money. But I I probably would give the Rangers the edge right now. Just. I still think they've got better goaltending. I know they're struggling, not today, but I just think, um, yeah, well, consider the opponent. I mean, you know, well, I, well, yeah, the Caps, and they've got sh- they're you know, Shesterkins in goal today, not Jonathan Quick. Quick's fine as far as a backup, but when it comes down to it, when the money's on the table, Shesterkins going to be there, and he, I think, is just too much for the Islanders. But yeah, that's that's a hell of an intriguing matchup. <laughs> what else stands out to you? Yeah, I was like, you you can you can pick the next yeah, matchup. Winnipeg, one, Winnipeg, Edmonton for sure. Two of the hottest teams in the league going at each other right now. Uh, I would, pr- even though Winnipeg is like the conference or the division champion according to this scenario, I'd give it to the Oilers. I'd give it to the Oilers too. I think there's just because the much, stars, it's stars. It's too it's much firepower, and and Edmonton has had Winnipeg's number in the past, and I don't see that Winnipeg has done enough to really change that narrative. So I. Yeah, it's one of those series you look at and say, ah, the wild card team's the superior of them. But we, it's interesting. Right. We talked about this last we we've talked about this the last couple of years with Edmonton. And they're getting closer. What gets them over the hump? Um what do they need to fix? I think you see it a lot, and and they're too much a finesse team still. So I think they need like a big body, somebody really physical. As much as I hate the guy, you know, Ryan Reeves, I don't know where the hell he's at right now. I don't know where he's playing. Add him to your lineup. Get some muscle. Get, you know, just that that mean nastiness that he brings to a team. I think, and I don't know if he's still playing or retired or what the case is, but um, somebody like that feels like Edmonton needs to be less finesse because we, we all see it in the playoffs. These teams that just dominate in the regular season, they get into the playoffs and it's a different kind of hockey. And you got to get those guys who are willing to you know, go down and take that slap shot to the hip or the groin or God knows where it look McDavid and Dreisaitl are scorers. They're not going to do that shit, um, but you need the guys who are going to yeah. do that. And, and I don't think Edmonton has that. I don't think Toronto Toronto's got a, a little bit more of a physical presence over the past few years, but uh, and see like, you know, looking at Florida, Toronto, I think it go down the same way this year as it went down last year. Cause Florida's a tougher team. And I just, you know, and, and they've got all that experience. Bobrovsky's playing really well. So, I mean, like that series, yeah, there's a part of me that says, oh, this is Toronto's year. But no, nah, I don't. I think they got worked so hard last year against Florida. 
I don't see that they've made that big of a difference that that series, like I say, oh yeah, that'd be any different. What what else are you That's seeing, fair. man? Well, the last one I want to talk about is a coin flip series, literally a coin flip series, LA and Vegas. Flip a coin, who wins? Both teams have been inconsistent this season at different points of the season so far. And so if the two of them were to face up, who who do you give the do you give the nod to Vegas because they've been there more recently and they and they have some of the pedigree there? I just I feel like that series though, either team could win that series and I'm going to be like, "Yup." Well, they're both these these real heated rivals. I mean, and Vegas has been right. around long enough now. You know, we talk about Seattle and their limited yep. history. Vegas is, is Vegas is limited too, but uh, not so much because you've got two Stanley Cup appearances, one one Cup championship, and them and the Kings have had a very nasty history for as brief as Vegas has been in the league. But I think you know the Kings kind of overachieved and, and and earlier in this year the guys they couldn't lose on the road. Now they can't win anywhere. But I just think. Right. Uh, Vegas is deeper. They've got they've got too much depth. If if Hill plays well, I just I think Vegas is is too strong. And and you know all these teams go through these up up and downs of the course of the year. Vegas will get hot near the end of the year, and I think the Kings will rebound as well. But yeah, I, I would look at Vegas so, taking that one. So I, I'm going to make an assumption, but I'll actually ask you the question: What team is on this graphic today? Or uh, sorry, as of the thirteenth, what team is on this graphic today that won't be on this graphic come the end of the season, and who will be on the graphic in their place? Uh, I'd say get rid of Nashville and put Seattle in there. That'd be uh, I think that would be a safe assumption. I, Nashville's clinging tenuously to that last playoff spot, but um, I look at where the teams are. Yep. Seattle's really playing well. Uh, Calgary's playing really well. Nashville's not playing bad. But I just think in, right. the, in the West, Nashville would be the one that I would keep an eye on and say they may go out. Seattle might come in. Um, Philly in the Don't East. get one. No, 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 no. I asked you one, sir. One. <laughs> I love teasing. I mean, Philly right now is a division got? leader. So Philly's a division leader. Or not a division leader. Last, not, no, they're not the division leader. Sorry, yeah, Metropolitan. They're, they're third. third in the Metropolitan. Um, God, I actually, but it's, I don't know. Because the East is a, the East is kind of gross, man. Like as a division, it's, those like those lower, those lower level teams, yeah. like those two, like it's hard to it's hard to go against Tampa Bay and and right. the Islanders because I I don't think I don't think Detroit is there. I think they're close, but you know we've been excited about Detroit for a couple of years now. I honestly don't know Jersey well enough to tell you how they're doing. You know what I mean? Like they yeah they won their last game, but that's. Yeah. That's about all I could say. They're underachieving. Uh, that's for sure. Right. And so I, I, don't, I don't know that anybody – and I say this, it's a tight race. Like if you look at the wild card, heck, even the Sabres, who speaking of underachieving teams, the Sabres are only nine points out, halfway point of the season. The only, the only teams on this eastern wild card side of things that are truly completely out of, the, out of it, out of it, like 1,000%, no questions asked, are Columbus and Ottawa. Like, and, but, but, you know, you, you go as far, you can go as far down as Pittsburgh on this list. Pittsburgh's only three points out, like, and Pittsburgh started hot. Like I remember they, they had a hot start to the season. So they did. And you know, they cool. contrast that to, no, I'm sorry. Oh, you, you're right. They started hot, then they sucked. And now they've been playing well. And you can't count right. out Sidney Crosby's having a tremendous year. I, I mean, I would, I would not, yeah, I don't think the caps are going to 
are going to do anything because they just they're like late. They, got, they can't score. No, exactly. They score. They're offensively challenged, and, and you see it. And their defense is just. I mean, they were talking about it in the game yesterday that when they win, they're all tight games. When they lose, they get blown the fuck out. Like today, it's right. nothing. Right now, six one is a very possible final score for the game today because they don't lose the close games, and it's just it, it's I don't know. It's odd. Those guys. They need some scoring. I don't know where you get that scoring from. And, and you know, well, they got Pacioretty back, and and I like him. And you know, he's coming back from his second blown ACL, but he adds some something to them. But I don't think they've got the horses to to sneak in. Yeah, and you, and you contrast that with the West, where there are four teams already that seem pretty far gone if this sort of keeps. Because Minnesota is sitting at thirty nine points or ten points behind Nashville. I have no faith in the blues. Uh, Arizona's a dumpster fire. Like, like I don't have any faith in Arizona. Uh, Calgary should be up there. I think Calgary is better than what they are, but they lost a little bit uh, in the off season. They've had trouble recovering. So I I think you're right. I think Nashville is going to fall out. I think it's going to be Edmonton and Seattle that sort of overtake it. And this could just be us being prisoners of the moment, right? Like they're hot. So so we're kind of caught up in that, but it just, it seems to make a lot of sense that that uh, is what happens. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be interested um, to see what happens. Uh, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at, I'm looking at our show. Dave, I don't think we need to talk about the all-star team today. I, I, I think it looks like we're up against it. We are up against it and that's okay because we had a nice little talk about if the playoffs started today or well, by the time you all listen to this three days ago. So we're going to put it there. We're going to come back. We'll look at the all-star game when it gets closer to it. I can't wait to look at it. It's in Toronto this year. Uh, probably the big highlight is that, in no surprise out of the fan voting, Toronto represented their own. So a lot oh. of Toronto players got voted in, which I, I've always been fine with the host team having a couple more players. Like, I've always been okay with that. So I'm not going to sweat got, that. But what They got good that? players in Toronto. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not for lack of talent. They, they just they don't can. have winners. Right. It's not for lack of talent. Yeah. They're, they're great in the skills competition. It's a lot of fun. So we'll we'll see all that. We'll talk about that a little bit more as All-Star Weekend gets closer and closer. But Dave, we got to get out of here. So why don't you tell everybody where they where our listeners can find you on the ChairShot Radio Network and how to follow you in the interweb universe. Yeah, you can follow me on Twix at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G, Facebook.com slash Attitude Aggression. And on Instagram and threads at attitude of aggression, all one word. Um, and yeah, check us out on the chairshot.com. We just released part one of the swaggy awards. So fun stuff all the way around. And you can follow me out there in the X Twitter as well at wrestling realist. That is at W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. You can track me down at that same handle on threads, on Instagram, on threads, on Instagram. That's it. Uh, you can follow me. You can catch me on the Chair Shot Radio Network generally every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Although currently, Dave, Wednesday has been dicey. Uh, between vacations and the DeMarco being sick, the Greg DeMarco show hasn't happened. But Monday, you can catch me on Bandwagon Nerds. Tuesdays, talking hockey with David Ungar. Wednesdays, talking wrestling with one Greg DeMarco. Nothing's happening in the world of wrestling that lately, right? Well, I mean, Greg and I, our show's a little bit different. We don't we don't necessarily go through news bites. We we tend to we kind of go after poor takes on what's going on in wrestling. That's been that's been kind of our thing lately. So, Two of those. 
There's always a few of those. It makes for fertile ground. But we got to get out of here. So we'll uh, we'll catch you all next week. We will be doing Hockey Talk again next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, and we will we'll be back to talk All-Star Game, all of the great standings, everything that's happening uh, in the NHL. You've been listening to Hockey Talk here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Ah!